0: This is Josh Mills.
1: This is Jordan. I'm back again, folks.
0: (laughs) Jordan is back with me this week for the cocktail episode. We are doing Irish cocktails. So Jordan has graciously joined me since, you know, dad is off gallivanting and doing his thing like he does. We're going to have a good time. We have two cocktails that we're doing this week. So Jordan, since you jumped in, uh, what are you going to be doing as your cocktail this week?
1: I went super classic, and I went Irish coffee. And when I say Irish coffee, I'm not just talking about putting a little Baileys in there. We've all done that on a Sunday morning. I did a Five Farms Irish cream and an Irish whiskey in my coffee. It is absolutely delightful. It's one of my favorite things.
0: All right. So we've got... (laughs) Neither of us are going to sleep tonight. We're recording this in the afternoon, and we have full-bore coffee going. And we... Jordan used to drink coffee at, at night, but I... Definitely do not. So I probably will not go to sleep.
1: Yeah, I look forward to looking at this like at about 3 in the morning.
0: <laughs> Maybe we can finish a, finish a TV series or something. <laughs> something. My cocktail that I'm doing, I am sticking with the one that I mentioned last week. I am doing the, the Tipieri cocktail. And I'm super excited because this is a classic, kind of more I got into it. It's more of a classic style cocktail than I really knew. And I'm excited to try it because I actually didn't make it before the show. I'm just going into it completely blind jordan have you ever had it before i have not all right so we're both gonna be going into it uh, as is and i think since since we have a hot beverage we should start with the coffee i agree <laughs> so go ahead and do a, a cheers like we always do cheers so why um why an irish coffee
1: so i was born in an irish catholic town um mm. actually the most irish catholic town per capita Boston? he works there per capita Boston? No, Butte, Montana. Now you have to remember oh. per capita because it's a lot smaller than Boston, but there are actually more Irish um, descendants and Irish than Boston per capita. So,
0: oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yep, and that's pretty cool. St. Patty's Day is an absolutely huge thing there. Oh, I bet they have a big parade. They have bands that come in, like Irish bands, big pipers that come in from different countries, including Canada. I mean it's just over the border so that's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's a really big thing and Irish coffee while you watch the parade.
0: Kind of a tra- it's got to be a tradition.
1: It's a traditional thing, so.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 excited about this. So tell us how you made your Irish coffee.
1: So I made um I personally have a Nespresso machine. So I did two pods of Nespresso on the larger setting. And then I added three ounces of Five Farms Irish cream and three ounces of Irish whisk. Didn't stir it anything, just made my coffee, dumped in my three ounces, dumped in my other three ounces and started drinking.
0: Okay. And it's really good. So the coffee that you used was, it was Pete's coffee, wasn't it? Yes. So you could do this with any kind of coffee that you have. I would just kind of suggest, so the double pod, the double pod puts out about three ounces of coffee. So it's kind of a one, like a, a one to a half ratio. So in a sing, so per pod, if you have a regular espresso machine, you would want to do an ounce and a half of liquor per pod. Yes.
1: Now, I think that's actually how I made it.
0: I yeah. Cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't need a double. I don't need a double pod this late, this late in the evening. So if, and that's espresso style coffee. Now you can do this with any type of coffee that you want, whether it's drip, Cambrio, cold brew, reheated whatever please don't do Folgers. you really felt like a chicory coffee like any type of coffee you wanted to use
1: it would be absolutely divine like a good southern chicory coffee out of louisiana
0: yeah with some beignets Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning yeah buddy i don't know we're using we switch it over to sazerac whiskey (laughs) and you know you might be able to call it a new orleans coffee or is that just you know a shot to wake you up in the morning.
1: Oh, that's a shot to wake you up. In the
0: morning. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know kind of the history of an Irish coffee. Have you ever heard anybody talk about like any stories with it or where it, <laughs> where in their family where it comes from? No. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like the mimosa. It's a, it's one of the ways in which people add, you know, drink coffee and drink alcohol in the morning. Now Lose, I'm
1: morning and <laughs>
0: Yeah. Now, I'm sure I'm sure it could be done with a decaf coffee in the evening as your dessert. But why?
1: Death before decaf. (laughs) The lack of sleep is worth the caffeine.
0: Death before decaf. You know, it's a pretty interesting, interesting cocktail. You know, some people even, you know, won't they'll add more Irish, more Irish whiskey and then add cream to kind of give you that Irish cream feel without having to use both Irish cream and an Irish whiskey.
1: That's a good way to cut down to on your sweetness level. True. Because Irish tends to on the side, so don't want that sweetness Do the whiskey and a little half and half or heavy cream to give you that consistency without
0: Yeah. And, you know, like we said, you know, this could be used with any, any, honestly, any type of coffee that you brew at home. I would be very wary of flavored coffees, though. If you have like a hazelnut or a vanilla or some kind of coffee that's got that extra flavor in it, be very wary of that. Cause
1: <laughs> Too many flavors going on in one and be just as bad as not enough flavor. So I would err on the side of caution of using flavored coffee or if you're a person who flavored creamer. Yeah. Um. Now we've all seen the multiple flavors, French vanilla, whatever it might be. There's even an Irish coffee.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. Flavor
1: out there. Um. I'd be leery of the flavored coffee or coffee creamer with yeah. doing an Irish coffee.
0: Yeah, because it would just mess with, I mean... You would just kind of lose some of the nuances of the Irish whiskey in the actual cocktail itself, I would think.
1: I agree with that.
0: So, growing up in Butte, Montana, the largest Irish Catholic per capita town in the United States, what was St. Patrick's Day like? I know you kind of gave us a little teaser, um, but would you have any good stories from kind of the parties that would happen around St. Patty's Day or even some of the food or? So, how always happen?
1: the best corned beef and cabbage. Um, there were meat shops that would. Their own B.O.M. Um, We'd go to the parade, usually go home, get warm because it's March in Montana, so it's cold, y'all. Yeah. Um, and then usually we would go to my godparents' house. They always had a big party at their house. They would have corned beef, cabbage, um, a very unhealthy dessert that they called a blarney stone. Not a traditional Irish dessert, but it was basically white cake that you would cut into squares, covered all four sides of the cake and frosting and rolled it in peanut.
0: Mm. Interesting. I guess it gives that kind of rough stone yeah. look of a blarney stone.
1: And then obviously we would always have Irish soda bread.
0: Yeah. We've had Irish soda bread before. Irish soda bread to me is very very interesting. It tastes it. good. I'm always even though I know it's going to be there, I'm always surprised by the caraway seed. See, I don't it.
1: make it with caraway because I don't uh, personally like caraway. Okay. So I leave out the caraway. But Slice of that, slathered in some butter, and I mean slathered. Y'all, y'all got to put a thick coat of butter on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you and, you know nowadays we can even get Irish, good Irish butter mm-hmm. that you can use. You know, we talked a lot on the show about having the Dubliner cheese. Well, the company that makes it, Kerrygold, puts out butter now, and you can buy Kerrygold butter salted or unsalted and it's amazing it's so bright yellow always see this is you and I disagree on this because <clears throat> I don't say always go for salted butter because I think there are times especially in baking where you want to control your salt amount where I'm just like nah, I can't say always buy salted butter but for my table butter and most of my cooking butter I use salt and I know I can <laughs> right and it's okay to be wrong is that what you were is that what it's you were- okay that with that smirk back, back Actually, behind no, the microphone was
1: this headphone keeps trying to fall uh. out of my ear, so <laughs> I apologize, folks.
0: We're uh we're making do with making do with what we got today. Not to get you some, I mean you're being on the show more now. We got to get you some official Jordan podcast headphones.
1: <laughs> we'll see about that,
0: Seth Dave. If you're out there, you got to hit like five six episodes before we start thinking about getting you your own equipment. <laughs> <laughs> but it's gonna be gonna be nice and fun. So you know. I don't really drink Irish coffee. I will sometimes put Irish cream in my coffee, but I'm just weird like that. <laughs> I would rather go ahead and get my caffeine intake and then just make me a cocktail if I'm going to go ahead and morning drink or pop a bottle of champagne or some sort of sparkles in the morning.
1: You love sparkles. Um, I don't do a whole lot of Irish coffee. Either. This is really the time of the year that I'm going to do it when leading St. Patty's Day. And then the rest of the year, I just want a little bit of a half and half of my coffee and let me go to town.
0: Yeah, but you also don't really care for a lot of sweet beverage. It's true. Yeah. And so, you know, find your own. So we told you our ratio for this, but find your own. Like, if you want a little bit more boozy, go ahead and start playing with your ratios. If you want it sweeter, you know, you can add more Irish cream or you can use a different Irish cream. You know, um... We've had five farms on the show before and it's pretty neutral. Like it's got sweetness there, but it's nothing compared to like Bailey's yes, or sure. some of the other or some of the other ones like uh, Carolyn out there.
1: Oh, I haven't had Carolyn's for a while.
0: Yeah. So Carolyn's is less sweet than Bailey's and a little bit more. You taste a little bit more of the booze. And there's another one. Oh, dude, what is it? I can't think of it now. There's another one that's on the cheaper price range that you feel the booze a little bit more, but it also has sweetness. I mean, my favorite is by far, like by far, it is the best ad.
1: It's uh, I'm not a huge Irish or uh, Irish cream drinker. I was going to say Irish coffee, but Irish cream drinker. But if I'm going to drink one, it's probably go for the five farm because it is a little less sweet kind of on that neutral side. It adds flavor, but not overly. I know Josh likes to drink it with just an ice cube or two.
0: I will drink it straight on the rocks. It's, I love it. It's really good. So I've gotten into Bailey's. Well, first of all, I like sweet drinks. I really do enjoy them. But I really got into Bailey's when I started smoking cigar. Because when I was, what I learned is, you know, I was trying to deal with like the leftover mouth taste of cigars. And when I was reading stuff, it was like milk is something that's really good or dairy. It's like have yourself some ice cream, drink drink a little bit of milk, and that'll help neutralize some of that flavor in your mouth. And I was like, you know what? Why don't I just drink Bailey's while I'm smoking the cigar, <laughs> <laughs> and I can kind of refresh my mouth as I go, and it doesn't get laden on there so much. And so that's when I really started drinking it. But that that was before Five Farms was in the market. That's
1: also before I knew him, folks.
0: Yes, it was. But I did it. I've done it before. When we smoked cigars together. I've had no,
1: because ba- we don't usually keep.
0: Oh, we usually don't. Have, you're we right, usually we usually don't, don't have, have Irish it. cream. We usually don't have laying it laying around. Laying around. Okay. That's when I kind of really got into into the Irish creams and found that I really enjoyed. It. Now, if you like sweeter stuff, there are a whole. We talked about a whole host of you know five farm those sorts of things. You know, you can start making some little nuances with it if you wanted to use like you wanted to. Use it wouldn't be irish coffee anymore but if you wanted to use like rum chata or <laughs> jordan's making faces she's gonna make a lot of faces here for a second because i'm about to say a whole lot of sweeter drink. um you know there's rum chata out there you could use godiva liqueur um you could also use i can't remember the brand but that salted caramel liqueur that my mom my mom had it's like jackson something but it's it's salted car it's salted caramel like cream whiskey so it's, it's not irish cream but it's the same concept But it's made from like bourbon
1: i know um crown royal does a salted caramel but i don't think that's the one I asked.
0: yeah because it was a cream it was a cream yeah then it's liqueur. not the
1: crown royal but i do know crown royal did caramel yeah
0: i would say if you're going to use something uh, that's super sweet or other flavored pick up your jam kick up your irish whiskey a little bit because you will be surprised at how quickly that sweetness just kill everything and, you know, pull, pull back on that a little bit to find that good balance of what you, what you want. Um, and remember you may get into it and you may realize an Irish coffee is not what what you want, That too, uh, but it's also really good for people who don't like coffee because you don't taste a whole lot of coffee in the Irish, in the Irish coffee, in my opinion.
1: No, no. The coffee is to me, the coffee is more of an aftertaste. You taste like the whiskey and the cream Yeah, and then you got that hint of coffee mm-hmm. after yeah where you know normally when you drink coffee especially for me where I just put a little bit of I don't put any sugar in my coffee I just put a little bit of cream yeah um, I get coffee and then I get this mm-hmm. is a reverse for me
0: okay yeah you do get kind of like on the out, to me it's kind of like on the outside edges of of the beverage <clears throat> rather than up front like if you're just doing a shot of it front. you know it's almost almost like a, a weird version of a cafe correcto you know because a cafe correcto usually just has like sambuca or uzo or some sort of straight hard liquor in the shot of espresso or this has a whole whole lot more compared to the coffee
1: also i'm glad we got snacks i know that you guys (laughs) you and your dad don't normally yeah do do. snacks on cocktail episodes or food and we're not pairing but we just have a small plate of a little bit of prosciutto some uh garlic herb goat cheese some smoked salmon that's got like a honey bourbon glaze on it and some rosemary nuts from Trader Joe's.
0: Yeah, that rosemary nut mix.
1: And just a little snacky snack while I drinky drink.
0: Yeah, cuz I mean we could drink we you know we could drink these in, you know, 10 minutes flat, but <laughs> we may be flat for the next 4 hours afterward because yours is not very boozy.
1: It's sneaky though. It's sneaky. That's the thing is yes, it's very boozy, but it's sneaky. You can sit down and drink a couple of Irish coffees cuz you don't really tip booze in it and then you go to stand up and it's a different ball game.
0: Exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, it technically comes out where it's equal parts booze to coffee, but, you know, that, that sweetness kind of hides out. But then mine is all booze, all booze all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's really good. I mean, I didn't do my, my original thought on a cocktail because even though in a previous episode he said, <laughs> think of a ice as an ingredient, a normal Irish cocktail would just be whiskey Rocks,
0: <laughs> yeah. But we we all appreciate that you chose a cocktail, not a straight cocktail.
1: yep I'm really shot I didn't have my uh, actual Irish coffee mugs. Yeah, instead so I'm drinking it out of a huge Star Wars mug, which I'm okay with.
0: <laughs> yeah, Amanda brought that back for you from
1: you did. Star Wars Galaxy Edge. Galaxy,
0: uh, Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you've never been to Galaxy Edge. Mm-mm. so
1: I've never actually been to Disney World or Land or Epcot or any of those uh, closest thing I've been is to Six Flags. So not a huge theme park, girl.
0: As a Star Wars fan, is it on your your list of where you want to go?
1: Yes and no. Yes, because I think I've seen really cool things. I've heard really good things, but also crowds of people, long lines, the expense of it all. You know, I can do a lot of other things with that money, too. So maybe one day, we'll see.
0: Yeah, you can travel to a lot of different places for what it costs to Disney. Yeah, especially if you do like the fast pass, the early entrance, and all that. Which I've had people tell me it's like, yeah, we bought the fast pass, but we still stood in line for 25 minutes. And I'm like, okay, yes, granted that is better than an hour, but (laughs) is that
1: still not fast pass in my opinion?
0: Yeah, it's we're going
1: we're going really rogue here on the conversation.
0: (laughs) That's okay. It's cocktail, and it's me and you. We used to go rogue in our conversation. So I'm, I'm done with my coffee.
1: I've got one sip of coffee left, so I'm going to finish that really quickly. And if you're ready to move on to more cocktail, which is actually like a pretty cocktail and a nice glass, not a coffee mug. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Well, so we've gone from early in the day to more of the evening time. Now, my cocktail this week is called... It's the Tipieri cocktail, and I found this out in my research. Tipieri is a county in Ireland, also a town in Ireland. And this cocktail actually dates back to the 1914 or 1920s. Okay. So it's classic. It's got four ingredients. This cocktail is Irish whiskey, sweet vermouth, green chartreuse, and... Angostura bitters. Now, the um, there is a cocktail out there called, it was actually what my dad was going to do. Um, it's called the Luck of the Irish, and it's the exact same thing minus the bitters. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we didn't know that until we had started prep for the week and before dad decided to go on his venture. And... We were like, what are you going to do? It's the same thing. It's basically the same cocktail.
1: Didn't your dad ask you if you had green chartreuse and that's yeah, what that's... kind of tipped you off of like, what do you need green chartreuse for?
0: Exactly. Yeah. So he texted me earlier in the week. He's like, do you have green chartreuse? Cause I guess the liquor store was out of it. And I go, yeah, I've got it. I was like, What do you need it for? And, you know, I was just thinking maybe he's making a cocktail at home. He's like, my cocktail for the podcast. I was like, wait a minute. What's what's your recipe? He goes, oh, it's green chartreuse. It's Irish whiskey and sweet vermouth. And I sent him my I just I texted him a link to my recipe and he was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So he had it. He had had picked out another one, um, which was one of the ones that they drink with with at their formerly standard. I haven't gone in a couple of years of COVID to their, their party, we'll go ahead and cheers this one and kind of get into it. So this is served up and neat. So we've got our beautiful coupe glasses here that have um, the wonderful cocktail in it. And uh, you can smell that chartreuse. And this is, it's, an, it's a three to one ratio of Irish whiskey to sweet vermouth to green chartreuse. Now, disclaimer, <laughs> big disclaimer, Jordan doesn't care for sweet vermouth. Uh, it's not really one of her things, so.
1: You can't see me, but I'm definitely <laughs> shriek, shaking my head in a to this.
0: And so she may not have a lot to say, or what she may have to say just may be not good, because it's got something she doesn't like, and that's okay. And that's totally okay. But she's being a trooper, and I appreciate it, so being here with me, so I'm not talking just to y'all in the abyss. I love it. It's, it's complex. It's really complex with that green is in there. So what do you think?
1: Um, It's not terrible. It's definitely not my favorite. It's not something that if I were sitting at a bar alone, I would pick out of the list or even out of my head and say, this is what I want. Yeah. But if I were sitting there with you or a friend or whatever, and they ordered a round for the table or whatever, I would, I would drink it. Right. But I would want something afterwards, probably a big glass of water and, (laughs) you know, Probably my standard go to in old fashioned because right. I know we're talking about Irish co- cocktails here, but that's that's my standard go to cocktail. So,
0: right. Well, I mean, you could also, you know, switch that whiskey up to an Irish whiskey and it would nope. it would be probably pretty good.
1: It's got some bitterness to it. Um, I just am not a fan of sweet vermouth. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried, tried it in multiple cocktails. It's just saying, but I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm trying it. I am enjoying myself talking to you guys out in the abyss because, well, that's what podcasts are these days.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. just a little bit about this cocktail. You know, like I said, the origin of this cocktail go back into the 1920s and the 1916s, you know, where you have the the green vermouth, you know, the sweet vermouth and the whiskeys. And so it's kind of some sort of it's a playoff of a couple different things, and i I really like I really like it. Now, the original recipe called for equal part. Um, the one that we're doing this week has been adapted by one of the bartenders at Dead Rabbit from New York City, which I need to, I did not visit enough cocktail bars when I was <laughs> when I was in New York City. Also, I didn't really want to the crowds of the cocktail bars man that's so the one thing i've heard about the great cocktail bars is they're just four deep at the bar shoulder through kind of places and so it's just yeah i mean i I went to some really good places that make great cocktails and marina had a lot of beer while we were there but uh so like i said this it kind of started back in the 1960s 1970s started or 1960 or 1917, not 60s or 70s there. Um, and they called it, a, it was originally called A Long Road to Tipperary, And like I said, Tipperary is a county and a town in Ireland. And I guess there was a, a drinking song that would go with it that somebody kind of played it off of.
1: I'd be shocked if there wasn't a drinking song with it being Irish.
0: Yeah. The song... The song was considered an anthem by World War I soldiers when they were returning home from, from World War One in the front. And it says, you know, and just the thing I'm looking at now, roughly, you know, 20 or 210,000 Irishmen fought for the British Empire in the war. And so they kind of thought that when they got, when they got home, they all wanted a dang good drink. And so they. Besides, you know, just their their good beers and their good, their good, you know, straight Irish whiskey or, you know, Jordan's Irish cocktail there. <laughs> they kind of came up with this with this drink. And, you know, I like I said, I kind of really enjoy it.
1: It's definitely up your alley, not mine. It's not terrible. It's just not mm-hmm. my cup of tea to coin a phrase.
0: Yeah. So Montana obviously has has a long standing tradition of, you know immigrants working all over the state, you know, whether it's mining, railroading, all sorts of things. Um, so are there any other places that are like known for like St. Patty's Day parties or other places in the state that are kind of known for some of their Irish heritage or places that kind of kind of stake that claim when it comes to some of those some of those different items?
1: Not really that I know of. Um, it's kind of always just been cute. Where I mean there's there's Catholics all over. There's a lot of there's a huge Catholic population, Helena, which is our state capital. Um, there's large um Irish Catholic populations throughout the state, but Butte's kind of your headquarters. It's you know, it was founded as a mining town, mostly copper, but they did have some silver and gold as well. Yeah. And that's, you know, just and not only Irish, we had a large, still to this day, but have a large population of just different cultures in butte yeah so i'm going back here at the end of uh march early april and one of the things yes lots of irish populations and stuff but i'm really looking forward to going to a chinese restaurant oh really yeah uh they have the oldest uh chinese american restaurant in the united states and it is still held within the same family wow over 100 years old so what's
0: what's the name of the place
1: the peking noodle parlor
0: the Peking Noodle Parlor.
1: And you go up these really sketchy narrow stairs and the walls are bright orange and it is fabulous Chinese food.
0: Mm, that's really cool.
1: And I'm going to eat all of the things.
0: Now, there was a place you were telling me about that they used to have like they'd have bands coming in all the time, like Irish, Scottish bands or Irish bands coming in all the time to to play. What was it? What was that place you were talking about?
1: So that is the M&M bar. And sadly, about a year, year and a half ago, it burned down to the ground. I mean, like it is devastated. Oh, no. Um, but I recently saw that the owners of the M&M are planning on rebuilding, but they have also bought the building next door that did not burn. And they are opening up the M&M in that building while they rebuild the original spot next door. So it will be a bigger, better M&M.
0: OK. And where what town's that in?
1: It's in Butte. Oh, it's in Butte. Okay. It's in uptown Butte, and it's, uh, they had great breakfast food.
0: They were one of the places, you know, back in the day, you know, a lot of like bars were obviously very important to towns, especially mining towns. Not only as a social watering hole, but a lot of places used to, like, that's where a lot of workers would go cash their checks. Would be at the local bar because maybe there's not a bank. Maybe they don't have a bank that they're a bank account that they're using.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, my dad used to work like graveyards or swing shifts back in the day when he was first married. And that was a place that he could go in, get a meal um, when he would get off and cash his paycheck. to take home to mom.
0: (laughs) Well, and I bet I'm sure there were sometimes your mom met him there.
1: (laughs) Yep. Sometimes mom, you know, he'd work all night and she'd meet him there for breakfast and they'd have a breakfast and uh, cash his paycheck and go home.
0: Go on home. Yeah. Yeah. That's really one of the cool things about a lot of those bars in small towns is, you know, they're not just while they are a place to go drink, but there are, there's so much social construct to what those places hold you know, I never grew up in a small town like that. So that having that kind of history, I mean, I, you know, I guess at some point, Lenexa and Little Rock had that kind of history, but I doubt it with Little Rock <laughs> because it was always the capital. Like right. it was the main, it was the main stay here in Arkansas. But I'm sure Lenexa, the town that I grew up in, in Kansas has some of that history. But by the time I was there, it was suburbanized and, and all that.
1: And right outside of KC,
0: yeah, yeah, on the Kansas side, it was about thirty minutes from downtown Kansas City and the plaza and all that, all that jazz. And it was about forty-five minutes from the jazz area from Eighteenth <laughs> and Vine. But so, this cocktail, what would you, if you corrected it to kind of still have that herbaceousness and the and the whiskiness to it, what would you do to kind of fix it to your liking?
1: I'd get rid of the sweet vermouth and either just try it without the vermouth. And I've never had this cocktail before. So it might be just terrible without the vermouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really not sure if there's something out there that is a good substitute for sweet vermouth. Mm. Um, but at that point, do my research, see if there's a good substitute, see if there's a good uh, you know, way to change it. Right. And then if all else fails, just put a little whiskey on the rocks and go to town. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I really like this cocktail, like I've said before. And so I'm going to just kind of talk about it for a little bit. So this cocktail is, it's really nice, bright herbaceousness. If you've never had green chartreuse before, it is amazing. I absolutely love green chartreuse, and I like it in place of anything anise flavored. So like absinthe, herb saint, those sorts of things. I like this as a replacement because it does have some of that fennel or, you know, um, uh, anise flavor to it but it's got a whole lot of other things to it Um, it's also very interesting because there are only three people at a time that know this recipe and of the exact recipe to make green chartreuse and they're monks and it's the only naturally distilled green liquor in the world like when you distill it it comes out green there's no additions there's no aging in whatever. Putting extra herbs in it to make it green, like with other co- with other distillates, it actually comes out green.
1: So it's like a Yogo sapphire, but it's a liquor, not a gem.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping Jordan's keeping on the Montana train over there. there... You want to explain a little bit about Yogos <laughs> now that we're here. <laughs>
1: Since I went there. So Yogo sapphires are a sapphire that are only found in Yogo Gulch, Montana, and they are the only sapphire in the world that is recorded as being non-heat treated. So the color they come out is the color they are. They come out a brilliant bright blue. And a fun little fact about a Yogo sapphire, they are the only North American gem that is included in the crown jewels of England.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's that's really cool.
1: So they're kind of my favorite.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jordan. Jordan loves to talk anything about a Yogo because it they will are also more... be the
1: name of my next dog.
0: <laughs> Which what type of dog is that going to be?
1: Either a greater Swiss mountain dog or a Bernese mountain dog.
0: Oh, depending on how much hair you want to deal with.
1: <laughs> yes, I have dealt with a Newfoundland in the past and bless her soul. She was sweet as could be. But dog hair was real. Yo. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. And slobber.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to get that with a greater Swiss or a Bernese. So
0: yeah, I can deal with any big breed like that. But
1: keep a slobber rig with you. And if somebody says something that your black pants are silver, it's just a little love.
0: Just a little extra puppy love there.
1: That's all it is.
0: Well, I really I think I'm going to have to order this at a at a cocktail at a bar and see if somebody can do it. I, I think chartreuse is going to be the issue because a lot of places don't have chartreuse.
1: Right. For sure, though. Pantry. Hey. David Timberlake, we know, has it out there at Pantry West. So that hey, might yeah. be a good uh thing. And I know he's got some Irish whiskeys on his shelf. So
0: and he's definitely got sweet from it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that would be probably in town. that
0: would be one of one of a couple places. I bet. I bet. I mean, Capital Barn Grill, Ashley's, they could do it. Um, I've seen actually seen green chartreuse at 109 as well because you know one of my <laughs> things that I really like to do is like I talked about I really love to use green chartreuse anywhere where absinthe or anything like that would be used so in a Sazerac I really enjoy Sazerac I like the concept of a Sazerac the only thing I can't I don't enjoy is the absinthe or herb St. Prince that's done in it so one time I was at Big O the Big O is another place uh, oh yeah and I was like hey could you use green chartreuse rather than an and absinthe rinse in there, and they're like, "Sure, we'll give that a try. That seems interesting." Oh my gosh, it was so good! You still got that bright herbaceousness that goes that you want, and that other unctuous, or maybe even it's umami, actually, kind of umaminess that it would bring. Oh man, it was so good though.
1: You said that was in a sazerac, right? Yeah, yeah, that sazerac uh, that you had out at Pantry recently. Mm-hmm that I gave a little sip or had a little sip of, you gave me a little sip, Let's use proper English here, <laughs> was, I'm not a huge fan of Sazerac's, but that was actually a very well-balanced, beautiful Sazerac. Thanks, David T. Yeah. You know what you're doing behind the bar.
0: Well, and what it brings, it just brings that, that levity, that earthy quality without punching you in the face with a particular flavor. And you know, there are people that love Sazerac because, and uh, here's the thing, I bet you they like fennel. I bet you they like anise. I bet you they they like those flavors. And, you know, I don't. So I found a way through experimentation that I found the cocktail that I like where I can still hold to the values of the cocktail and but make it to where I enjoy it. Which is why I asked you if there was a way you think you could change this cocktail to your liking.
1: Yeah. Um, I just don't know off the top of my head without some research, if there is a good substitute for sweets. I think out of what you listed that's in this cocktail. Mm hmm. That's the thing I really don't enjoy.
0: Yeah, I think so too. It'd be interesting if we could try like just a just a dry vermouth or a white vermouth, but pull the proportions down. Right. So you still get some of that aromaticness without that pulls it in. Oh, you know, we hey, we've got a whole bottle of Irish whiskey now. Well, not a whole bottle anymore, but we've got some Irish whiskey. We've got some Chartreuse, and I think I actually have some white vermouth. Let's. We could maybe drink. not tonight, <laughs> but. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, one in the morning when we're when I can't well, sleep, we're still both wireless. Um, like, ooh, 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 let's make cocktails. Let's make cocktails.
1: <laughs> but yeah, definitely. I'd be up to giving that a try at some point um, just to see if we could tweak it. And we know it wouldn't be a true uh, tipiary, I believe, is what this cocktail is called. Yeah, It wouldn't be a true tipiary, but to give another version that someone like me would enjoy a little bit. And I mean, I've drank most of this. It's not it's not terrible by any means. It's just not the favorite thing that I've ever sat down and had in front of me.
0: Right. Well, Jordan, this has been a fun, fun episode. I really enjoy having you on and I appreciate you being on in dad's absence and bringing a great a great cocktail to share.
1: Oh, I always appreciate you being invited back. I'm always afraid between the dancing of the food and (laughs) the cracking of the creme brulee right into the mic that I'm not going to be invited back. Um, So it's always nice that I haven't worn out my welcome yet.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, we were talking about getting you your own podcast headphones. You definitely haven't worn out your welcome. You're a a great guest to have on. And I really appreciate all of you listeners out there taking time to check out this cocktail episode. So we, Dad and I talked about last week how we're going to be doing kind of a ramp up to St. Patty's Day. Well, Yay. the uh, this cocktail episode is going to come out a week before St. Patty's Day. So, hope you all are listening and enjoying. Next week, we're actually going to flip flop our wine and beer episode, so that we can do Irish beers, non Guinness, <laughs> so that you guys can have have an idea, something to drink for your St. Patty's days, if you want to try something different.
1: Hey, I love Guinness as much, if not more, than the next girl or guy down the street. (laughs) But it's always good to know that there are options. Because Guinness, yes, it's the big boy, it's the big name, it's the big house. Right. Everybody thinks Irish beer, Guinness. Right. But there are great beers out there um, that are not Guinness that are Irish. So I'm really excited to listen to that episode i don't know maybe i'll sneak in and uh have my own little two cents (laughs) next week as well um, to say but i'm excited to hear about some other things that are not guinness and i i love guinness so don't get me wrong i'm not dissing guinness but it's always nice to know what your options are
0: yeah so like jordan said jordan may be back next week dad's you know gallivanting doing his thing out and around we may also have another special guest, or maybe even two special guests from across the country uh i think i may have talked dave into doing a virtual episode I love dave and um <laughs> it may i don't know if i can talk him into it but i'm gonna actually also reach out to her i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a really fun episode um since we are having virtual guests the pairings may not be kind of like we always do, because when we have virtual guests, it's hard to have everybody have the same thing um, because of market changes and all that. So I think it's going to be a really fun episode. We we could have some, some really fun guests come on and just have a great old time. We really appreciate you guys taking the time and listening to us. This is a great episode getting us ready on for St. Patty's, coming up for St. Patty's Day. Um, if you like what we're doing, please, we would love for you to like, follow, subscribe whatever you do on your on your favorite podcast platform we'd love to hear from you give us some ratings some stars let us know what you like let us know what you don't like and follow us on socials we're on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok um we're still working out in the kinks with tiktok it's a uh the interesting medium for us to be on being not as visual (laughs) as some of the other stuff, crazy stuff you see out there on TikTok. Uh, but give us a follow in there. And you know, if you just want to send us an email, remember we're acquired tastings at gmail.com. Jordan, once again, thank you for being on.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: And this is Josh Mills, Jordan, and we'll see you next time.